Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, well, good morning again, and uh, thanks for sticking around here. We are live. It is the uh, 28th of February, 2023, and uh, well, we'll chat it up for a little bit here this morning before lunch and and uh, see what trouble we can get into. Thanks for your participation with Tom Luongo. We just had Tom. And uh, again, all of our videos, well, all of the videos since we were taken down from YouTube, I don't even remember how long it's been, are on BitChute. Uh, The link is on our front page. And all of our audio shows, about 15 years, are on OneRadioNetwork.com. Absolutely free. We don't charge for anything. So if you'd like to support us, there's many ways you can do that. You can send us a donation of 10, 20 bucks or sign up for a monthly thing of 10, 20 bucks. People do that. That's very helpful since we don't charge for anything. And then we promote various products on our website, as you know, that we talk about. And if we manage to sell one of those every now and then, something sauna or hydrogen or sulfur or uh, survival or Shen Blossom, these people, then we, we make a commission on it. And, and that's how we um, make a living here. And we're able to do it. Uh, sometimes it gets a little tight, you know, but, uh, you know, we, yeah, we do it. And it's fine. And I pre- appreciate, so appreciate your support. Sorry, the uh, phones, I talked to them yesterday. They're still out. We had this uh, ice apocalypse I guess about how long ago? Ten days ago, and it uh, damaged some of the wires, and they haven't been able to get those things happening again. So our 800 line is out. But if you would like to participate, and please do this morning, as we continue here for a little while, uh, you can email Patrick Patrick at one radio network dot com. Patrick at one radio network.com. We always have emails on the bench because they come in every day and we'll put them in a file and we'll get to some of those. I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about here this morning. I'm just feeling uh, pretty groovy, Um, feeling good, sleeping a little bit better, having some uh, interesting um, spiritual experiences at 2, 3, 4 in the morning uh, that, um, well, they're just great. Uh, we're very keen here on One Radio Network and when we do these one-on-one shows is to focus in on what we can do what we have control of what we have control of I mean we we talked to Otam Luongo and you know we'll be talking to a Every day we talk to different people. But the only thing that we really can control, and this is so simple, so simple, is what we think. Now some of you may say, now wait a minute, man, come on. My mind's going like 24-7, 
And I'm not sure I can, I don't, I don't know how to control all of that. And I get that. And we've all been through that um, part of our lives where it's just a constant stream of thoughts. But you can, you can get through that, figure that out as we talk about on our shows, understand how the mind works, understand that these thoughts aren't you, and understand that you can fill your life up with what you think, not what your little mind is spitting out from five years ago, or what your teacher told you in grade school, which is all this subconscious, you know, blah, 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 blah. But that's, the, that's really what we talk a great deal about and what we write about in our screenplays and also in our upcoming book, if we ever finish it, and we will someday, it takes a long time to get young, is uh, our job, in my opinion, is to fill ourselves up with what we want. It's very that, that simple. Fill ourselves up with what we want. And hold on to it. Don't let it go. Don't 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 let it go. Just keep holding on to it. Yeah, I want to do that. I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to write I'm going to write a screenplay that gets made into a movie. I'm going to whatever. I'm going to have four kids, 12 kids. Whatever it is you want to do. And think about it. Hold on to it. Write about it. Make a list. And think about it. And as you think about it, you will see that you and I are the ones that create our future. Because where is this future? Have you ever thought about that? Where is this future? Now you can think, close your eyes, and you can think about tomorrow morning. Right? Seems real and you, you're waking up and doing something. But where is it? Does it exist? Or you can close your eyes and think about oh, a month ago when you had this conversation with somebody that didn't go well. And you can get into it and it's really real, right? But where is it? Does it exist? Does the future exist? Because if we sit here for 12 hours, <laughs> this is fun, if we sit here for 12 hours, right, and I just sit here and I talk like this for 12 hours, 12 hours from now when the clock did this thing, it's still now. Never, nothing ever happened. Nothing, no time. There was no time. Time is just a made-up conception. The sun goes around the earth. The moon goes around the earth above it. And we call this days and nights. And we say there's 12 hours and, you know, it's just made up. Just like most everything else in, in, uh, in this reality is just made up. Wars, viruses, money, made up. 
And we have the extreme honor and pleasure of having a body here to grab onto, embrace, believe whatever part of this movie that we want. So I encourage you, and I this is what I do, just be um, be judicious, be um, discriminating. Uh, let's all be discriminating what we believe to be true and what we want. And I, I know as well as anybody at this moment that this thing called the internet and this idea of back in my coffee days, um, I don't do it anymore. Uh, you you can grab a cup of coffee and get that hit of caffeine, and before you know it, you could spend an hour just clicking around, reading different stuff. And I think this is what pretty much most people spend. A lot of people, I don't know, most people, a lot of people spend a lot of time. And trust me when I tell you, it is a drug, <laughs> more than the caffeine. It is a, uh, you can, wow, it's fascinating. When I'm writing, working on my screenplay, and you, you reach a threshold, or you get to a point where you're just not sure what to do or something, a little mind will come in there and say, oh, why don't you go see what's happening on, you know, Zero Hedge and see if anything interesting. And unless we are awake, I have a little little post-it note here, stay awake. Unless we stay awake, we before you know it, we've jumped into somewhere else and, and you could spend 20 minutes even though it, it's no time you can spend this space that we have. Uh, not that you're taking up time, because there is no time, because you can come back and just work on this stuff until, you know, four in the morning if you want, is which I do sometimes. Is um, it just fills our consciousness up with useless information, useless information, and. It fills up our our consciousness with things that are not going to serve us at all to have a happier, healthier, productive, uh, all the stuff that we want while we're here to do our dream. It's just not going to do it. I think it's very valuable to keep a running, a running, you know, a list of. Uh, have you ever done that? You know, take your little notepad and. Write your goals. Little bullet point and write your goals. And you can have 20, 25. And put a date on her. And then, every now and then, just take a moment. And read your goals to yourself. Say, well, how am I doing that? Oh, well, I, might, I might need to do more of this to get that one because I really want to do that one. Because we are we are creating this thing in the moment as we speak. So this future that doesn't exist, it is just created now. Fascinating, huh? It's as really as simple as that. 
am I you know, an expert of this? No way. Am I, you know, I just, this is the way I know it works. And so this is what we talk about. You, baby, you and me, we in control. Dude, I think that uh, that many many of the religions and spiritual paths have tricked us into believing that an energy separate from us is running things. And even though it is, in a sense, because God's cool, it's a real dance between Surrendering to God, which is totally good to do, which for me is the only way I'm able to make it in this reality without going crazy. If <laughs> if I didn't trust that spirit had my back, if I didn't trust that spirit, divine spirit, we'll just call it spirit, God is doing everything it can to... help me to experience what I want. And it is. And it does. And that's what it does for a living. Then I would be, you know, totally nuts. But I and you, we have to step up and do what it takes to reach the goal. And then as my teacher says, I've always loved this one, is when we give 110%, 110%, God kicks in the rest. Isn't that interesting? It's not 80 or 90 and say, well, you know, I can do more, but God will do it. No, when we give 110%, then God kicks in the rest. Isn't that cool? I believe that's true. I found it in my life. The more, the more I do, the more I do, and the more it works. And God's going, oh, that's good. Do, do more of that. Do more of that. Do more of that. It's kind of like the exercise thing with this X3 I like to do. That the more you do and the more focused you are on it, um, and the more effort you put into it, focused, not effort, but focus, the more results that you'll get. There's a magical thing that goes on with simply, you've seen this machine, we, it's not a machine, it's like a, it's a system that we talk about and it's called the X3 and it's a bunch of uh, these uh, latex bands and there's different sizes and you have this silver bar like he's doing, I think this would be a bicep curl. So he's standing on a, a silver plate. So you take these bands and you're just going, you know, you're just going. Or, 
or you do the overhead press and you're standing on the plate and then you're stretching up the bands like this, right? And then you're doing this. And it's really interesting because you never take your the pressure off of your shoulders and muscles and everything. And you get stronger quickly. We had two different ladies yesterday. Oh, what I was going to say is when you focus on the, the muscle that you're working on, and there's about, oh, 10 different exercises we do with this X3 every day. When you focus on the muscle, in other words, just put your attention on it. That's all you need to do while you're doing it. Um, it, it, it multiplies the effects. Fascinating. Just by the focus of you and I on whatever it is, it multiplies the effects. It makes them even more effective. And in the same way, this works the same way for things we think are wrong for in, in, with us. So we've talked about this often. Whenever we focus on a pain in the knee or something, or we focus on I have a low thyroid, or we focus on cancer cells, we focus on any of these things, it makes them stronger. It makes them stronger. Just like it does the muscles, because we are channeling the energy, chi, mojo, I like to say mojo, it's a good and energy of what spirit is, which is everything, in everything. We are focusing on a particular part in our body, which is just light and energy. So whether it is a positive muscle or a negative cancer cells, if we focus on it and think that it can hurt us, think that we can die from it, think we need to kill it, you know, all these things. It just makes it stronger. It just makes it stronger. I know, how is it possible that we have made it this far in this many incarnations and not, well, we haven't had that long of lives, really. I mean, you know, 60, 70, 80 years you know, over and over and over and over again. We left pretty early, most often, which is way, way before we need to. Thank you. I've been yawning a lot lately. I like it. Yawning is a very, very cool way to relax. So, focus on what we want. Keep focusing on what we want. And it will arrive. Uh, Peter. From time to time you talk about past lives and reincarnation and karma and I don't stand, I don't understand any of it. I'd kind of like to. I know there's something there, he says, but I just don't. Can you recommend a book? 
I can. One of my faves, and I can uh, recommend this to any of you who would like to understand more of these things, is called The Flute of God. The Flute of God. How uh, you can get on Amazon-y. Amazon? I know people say, hey, you should do Amazon. I don't know. Listen, if I can order something with one click and it gets here tomorrow, I don't care. So, I'm not a purist. Anyway, called The Flute of God. Peter, that's what I would, that's our number one go-to. But if I know anything for sure, Peter, is that karma and reincarnation are spiritual truths that unquestionably are real. There's no, they're not controversial, they're not a theory, they're just real. And trust me when I tell you that if you're not in on that, those two laws, um, uh, your life is going to be more difficult than if you would understand these, that they're real. doesn't mean we're going to be perfect or don't create more karma, none of that. But by understanding that they're real, it gives us some guiding, you know, guiding uh, force to, to treat people the best we can, right? Treat them the best we can. Do the right thing. You know, don't cheat people. Don't steal from people. Don't hurt people. Just, you know, you guys could get this, right? Because once you understand karma and reincarnation, you understand that it's real, it really helps you to make better decisions. Because <laughs> you just get tired of, you know, you get tired of coming back around again. Coming back around again. Reincarnating. A lot of different places you can reincarnate on, but Earth is usually the ones who come back a lot. I was listening, this is from Chris, in Colorado. I was listening to one of your older shows with Dr. Daniels, and I have a question. You were talking about using 10-day-old urine for various things, and you said someone told you to put the urine all over your body and sit out in the sun for an hour. You said it was trippy, but did not elaborate on what it actually did for you. Can you tell me what happened to you when you did this? Also, what is the name of the author and the name of the book you referred to about using urine? Hmm. Uh, you know, I'm no expert on urine. Uh, Amanda Vollmer, you've heard of Amanda. She's been on our show. You can find her. She's done podcasts on our um, uh, 
just uh, Google up Amanda Vollmer. She's done shows on urine therapy. I think she's written a book too. And if you really want to dig into it, the the only thing I do is two or three times a week, I'll just take a couple ounces of urine and slosh it down. I think it's a homeopathic, I think it's a benefit. You can put it on your face, you can put it on your hair. Uh, uh, Chris, I don't know what I really meant by trippy, but there was something strange and kind of uh, otherworldly that went on when I did this. And you can, you can actually age urine for a long time. It gets pretty stinky, so be careful where you put it. But uh, people have aged it for uh, months, and it just actually gets more potent and all these different things that come out in your pee, which is all a, a hologram of our um, of our body and everything. And so I, it was it was almost like a an out of body experience when I did it. So you could try it, do some, you know, just gather some pee over a week or so and put it in a jar and let it sit for 10 days or two weeks or whatever. Get out in the sun and do it and see. I wish I could be more specific about the experience, but these things are all very subtle. And I think the urine therapy is subtle too. I can't, um, uh, I, don't, I don't think there's any really specific things that you could come to, but you get healthier, you get stronger, you get more clarity just by doing all the things that we do and then um, do more of them. Just keep doing them until something goes you know, a little bit south and say, well, I, I'm not going to do that one anymore. It's really, it's really a, a trial and success thing. It, it certainly is. Just trial and success. <clears throat> trial and success. Do you do regular deworming for your dog that you talk about, Doodle? She's right here. I... Do not. But I think I may do a proper dose of ivermectin a couple times a year just because, I don't know, just... Now, Steve Falconer, who I really think is a cool guy, and we're going to have him on again, he, he said, and people have asked me about this, that ivermectin was really uh, dangerous, you know, and toxic. And he may be right, but I kind of think, and next time we talk to him, I may email him and get some more insights into that. I think I will. But I think what Dr. Daniels said yesterday was that the reason there are people that are having issues with it because they are way overdosing it because what I've read is that ivermectin has been used by millions and millions of people uh, around the world for a long time 
simply to clean up crud, I guess. I think it just cleans up crud and the body detoxifies it. There's also um, data that shows that, that using ivermectin once a year has actually helped people to um, cure blindness. I mean, that's crazy. So, um, I don't know. I don't know for sure, but I, I, I'm feeling that if you use it with the proper dose, that it is safe. So, if I, unless I can get some more concrete info from Steve on that, I think I'm going to go with that and maybe uh, do do a little, just as a precautionary tale for different, for different things. Um, I don't even know why I'm going to even thinking about it now. It's just been coming up for me. So, oftentimes when a thing comes up, then you can look at it. But if I get any more information from Steve Falconer, I will. I will do it. But I do believe that these monthly heartworm and medications and all this stuff, they're pretty, pretty hardcore. And they can be uh, quite toxic. So I don't do those. And Tomorrow on the uh, 1st of March, we're going to have Mark and Sam Bailey on, the Baileys out of New Zealand, and we're going to dig into, first thing, is it even possible for a lab in China, which David Martin is out with a video yesterday saying that's a big scam, that it was in a North Carolina lab, but I think David Martin is not quite up to speed on this virus thing. And he's a brilliant guy. But in my opinion, which just is my opinion, that, and what I've heard from Cowan, and we'll talk to the Baileys tomorrow about it more clearly, is I don't believe it's possible to create a living organism, a.k.a. virus, some lab-laid some lab-made thing, excuse me, called virus, put it out into the air, let it float around, people breathe it in, and then can share it with other people, that people can catch what you just got. I don't think it's possible. Um, what I've understood from Lanka, Cowan, Kaufman, and all these people, it's not possible. I could be wrong, could have missed may have misheard them, but I don't think it's possible. These living things in our body, um, they're only living because they're in our body, and we're living. So these viruses and bacteria and um, molds and parasites and all these things are in us to do, in my opinion, to do a job, to clean up, to clean up debris. And I think this is what the ivermectins and the turpentines of the world, uh, and the um, um, uh, chlorine dioxide do. They just dislodge a lot of uh, creepy crud that's built up through chemicals, uh, through in the food, the air, the water, stinking thinking, and and I help. I think it helps the body to detoxify, also known as cold and flus, because we know we don't catch a cold or we catch a flu. We know that, right? We know we don't catch anything. 
Uh, you mentioned several times in the past that the China study on promoting vegetarianisms was all survey-based, and that you've talked about it in detail in past shows. Is there any way you might have any idea to which past shows you've discussed? Well, I think we've done a show with the China study dude, haven't we? I don't know. Let's go to oneradionetwork.com and use our fancy, sexy um, search function and put in the China study. I'm almost sure we have. Maybe not. I thought we did. May have dreamt it. There you go. T. Colin Campbell, the China study, vegetarians live longer, he says, July 2008. My goodness. Check it out. Wow. Can't believe that's still there. It's right there. Yep. Listen to, here's what we wrote in 2008. Listen to Dr. Campbell about the landmark study on what foods yield the best health. We believe you'll be surprised. T. Colin Campbell has been at the forefront of nutrition research as legacy to China study. And um, it's not true, but I think, I guess we thought so at the time. Vegetarians don't live any longer than anybody else. And this ties right in. Uh, interesting. Where people get all these ideas. Meat feeds cancer cells. That's why they recommend vegan food. Doesn't. No evidence of that. Gino, with all due respect, just because you read something on the interweb that Al Gore invented doesn't mean it's true. Vegetarians have been arguing since the beginning of time, before the internet, that meat feeds cancer. If meat fed cancer, uh, we wouldn't be here because humans have eaten meat for millions of years. As a matter of fact, for probably a million years, that's all we ate was meat. So we, would, we never would have made it here. We would have died. I mean, really, what do you think people, you know, 20,000 years ago, before farming. What did they eat? Things that ran around and they killed them. There wasn't vegetables like we know them today. These are all hybridized things. Oh, I'm sure they ate some wild berries and some fruit and, you know. Pretty much as meat, milk. They milk things.
But I, I, I can I can tell you as clearly as I can on this 28th of February day that I I know from me I don't need nearly the amount of meat that I thought I did eight months ago. When did we start this? Let's see, what was it? I think it was, yeah, it was May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. Wow, 10 months. I started on this carnivore thing. I have really changed my whole viewpoint on it. Um, I no longer feel from my own experience that um, having a few carbs and a few vegetables and a little fruit is in any way damaging my health. I mean, I know it. I can feel it. I know it's not. So, um, so I'm way, I'm way over this whole total carnivore keto thing and thinking it's the only way to go. There's a lot of people still like that, but um, uh, oh yeah, I wanted to tell you we're going to have Varus Ahmad, you know him, he, and also Dr. Chafee on, and we're going to have a little chatted up with both of them on together, and they've got some differing ideas. It's not going to be a debate, but we're going to have a discussion about things. So that's coming up soon. Uh, stay tuned, and we'll tell you when we're going to we're going to do that. Oh, this is cool. I'm so glad because I was going to talk about this. Very interesting. Uh, Shannon says, I've really been internally following your carnivore journey, and I'm just catching up on the latest podcast. I'm intrigued by what's going on with your feet. I've had um, tingling kind of toes, numbness in my toes, and some sometimes the bottom of my feet for 10 years. This is interesting because I had a dream about this last night. How is it possible that this email, I have an intuition that it's more related to blood flow and I'm wondering on average how many hours a day you spend in a seated position. Oh, I really move around. I rebound every day. I take walks, a couple walks a day, sit out in the sun. and So, uh, you know, I, I'm with you. I really, I, I, I've been really thinking it as a blood flow thing too. I do yoga, I stretch a lot. So I don't think it's a blood flow thing, but appreciate your insights. But what I do, this is so cool. So last night I had this dream experience and I'm coming back into my body and what I got, and this ties into the over carnivore, what I got was that the little tingling toe thing is more of a classically called gout. I don't like to give names of things because it gives it too much energy, but just too much uric acid that I may be holding on to uric acid, which is a classic gout thing. And as Divine Spirit would have it, Dr. Jen, Jennifer, Jen, I can say it, Dr. Jennifer Daniels talked about this yesterday's show, about the idea of gout being, and I said, well, what's the cause of doubt? Gout. Can I talk? She said, too much protein. 
Now, the plot thickens. So, I mean, but this was not, this is not a carnivore kind of thing because this started way before any carnivore journey, 10 years ago. So, what I, what I remembered coming back in the dream state was that my dad had what was diagnosed as gout 50 years ago. And I remember at the time, I was about 20 or so, and I really didn't, I, I felt kind of weird about it because how could my dad have something that he has to get medicine for? And they said, too much uric acid. And I remember they had some kind of pills they gave him, you know, 50 years ago. So, this came to me this morning. So what I'm thinking, and I'm going to talk to Dr. Massey about it, I think this is a perfect thing for recall healing to understand how I may have karmically, hmm, taken on a little bit of um, dad's uric acid thing, which could be causing a little bit tingling. Do you know what I mean? We do that. Dr. Massey, that's all he talks about. How we could karmically have a sympathy for dad and Oftentimes we'll create little things that mom and dad have just because we think that's a way of supporting them. It's ill-advised and it's, it's, not, it's not thought out well. It's not. It doesn't work. It's just, a, it's just faulty thinking. But once you understand that, and I'll talk to Dr. Massey about it, then you can just say, oh, you know what? And, and I actually, I've already been saying it this morning. You know what? Um... I don't need to do that. Dad's fine. Dad's somewhere else. He left. He left um, his body, what, mid-60s? No, I'm sorry, mid-80s. He's, But I talk to him every now and then. So I'm going to talk to him about it and tell him, you know what, Dad, I'm not going to do this uric acid thing. And uh, I know you don't care because you don't need that for your... But that's what we do. We have this um, internal kind of subconscious idea that if we take on, you know, whatever from mom or dad. And maybe that's where this whole genetic idea, which I don't subscribe to, that we come in with a genetic predisposition to have heart attacks or cancer because dad did. I don't think it's in the genes. I think it's a spiritual thing and, and... and it's a recall healing thing, just my opinion. So, um, that's interesting that I got this email here. Okay, we have uh, 
colostrum on sale. You want to get some? Listen. For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm going to be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are, even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral-type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. It contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum too. I just ran down and get this because I wanted to show you this. So when you get some colostrum, you can get 20%, 20%. And I think there's it's going on for another week or so. On one radio network, use promo code OPTIMIZE, O-P-T-I-M-I, you know, OPTIMIZE, something like that. <laughs> OPTIMIZE, that's how you spell it, right? OPTIMIZE. Pretty cool, huh? Now, when you go and you order your colostrum on sale, I would encourage thee to get some of this guy. This is a new product called Black Walnut. Now think about it. So say you have a, an organic coconut milk to start. That's our favorite base. And then you have colostrum. And then you put some, anything you want. You can do a little fruit, some berries, you could, for sweetness. Uh, some of the colostrum has um, monk fruit in there for a little bit of sweetness. I think that's what they use. The ingredients on this, this guy is black walnut powder, that's it. And what they do, it comes from wild-grown North American native black walnut trees. Wow. They begin with wild, hand-forged black walnuts that require no fertilizers, irrigation, or any kind of chemicals. And they use a modern, ultra-clean CO2 extraction to draw out the powdered, powerful source of clean, plant-based protein. It's pretty cool, huh? I like it. It's vegan, vegetarian, gluten-grain-free, paleo-friendly. 
And I think, if I recall, Adam Bergstrom talks about walnuts. They look like a brain. It's really good, really good for your brain. Isn't that great? What a great product. So when you get the colostrum on sale, or if you're not going to get the colostrum, just go on Survival and buy some of this black walnut. And it tastes great. And I think the dose, dose or serving, is about a quarter cup. And um, no sugars, a little bit of fiber, 17 grams of protein. Wow. Alrighty. We have been selling this pure sulfur for forever, probably 10 years. It's crazy. And I handle all of the orders myself when, and I, I transfer them over to, uh, to Cindy who sends them out because we don't send them out. And I see, I see the same names over and over again for years. I take it every morning. What we do is we make our hydrogen water and then put in a teaspoon, tablespoon, and a quart of water. I like to do a little lemon juice um, and then put, put the sulfur in there. You know, sulfur, lemon juice. So, and this is the water that we drink. I think you'll like our sulfur if you've never tried it. It does a lot of really great things for um, oh detoxification. That's one of its big deal. Is big deals, right? Big deals. One of its big deals is detoxification. Detoxification. And then hair, skin, and nails are crazy. It's funny, I... I really picked up my pace on, on the sulfur about six months ago. I just got more regular with it. You know, after a while, you got more regular with it, kind of boosted up, maybe a little over a tablespoon morning and night, and um, my hair is growing faster than it's ever grown. My hair guy even said, what are you doing? i got to keep coming back quicker, more quickly. Because it gets out of control. Um, a couple more here. Um, what is the name of the beef tallow that you talk about? Oh, I can find that real quick. Oh, I think it's, um, what's the name? Oh, I also put uh, bee pollen in our smoothie, so that's another thing you can add. Bee pollen. Um, what's the name of that? We really like it.
This is called Fatworks. Fatworks, it's organic, grass-fed beef tallow, certified organic, non-GMO, pasture-raised beef tallow, several small family ranchers. Keto-friendly, Fatworks. Clean, I just do spoonfuls of it, like two or three times a day, maybe two, three tablespoons every day. It's good for your skin, your hair, your brain. Um, You won't get fat from it. Um... You don't drink coffee? I thought you drank coffee from Eli. Oh, I mentioned earlier today. Yeah, I kind of got off the coffee kick. Uh, it's been a while now, a couple months maybe. Has it been that? I don't. I don't do. I don't do the time thing, so I don't know. Yeah, I was just. think that it's really a, a great idea to instill in you this morning before we go is to find areas in your body especially the neck especially and give yourself some real quiet time on a yoga mat or you know, lying in bed, you can you can do all kinds of fun things, and find sore spots, which are called trigger points. And when you find one, take your thumb and just press into it, and you'll find these guys everywhere on your body. And as you press into it, press into it as hard as you can. And they'll generally really hurt, but just go for it. Just go th- work through the pain, and you'll you'll feel a release. That when you hit these trigger points like that, some people use uh, little sticks with a rubber tip on them. I just used a thumb, and you can go in there and and you can feel this release happen. And I had some spots uh, this morning, about two or three in the morning, that were just like, whoa. I felt releasing into more parasympathetic. I'm really beginning to see that my whole sleep phenomena that I've had for years is simply tension and these trigger points that just haven't been resolved and it puts the body into a more, how do you say, sympathetic, where it just doesn't want to relax, regardless of what you do. You know, you can do no thoughts, zero, just and your body has got this uh, energy running, and it's a sympathetic nervous system thing. So the more and more I look at it, I, I believe this is what I've been shown to, to work with, and... 
I've been working on this neck here really hardcore the last two or three months, and it's the softest I've ever felt it. And uh, just keep going, and you can dig deeper, and you'll find little, you'll find little trigger points down in there, Neil, and just keep going, and you'll you'll see and feel things release everywhere in your body, calves and stomach, um, prostate area, bladder. All of these things are all connected. This energy that gets kind of clamped up in there. And I, and I see how it works is when we have, a say, a pain or a trigger point in a particular part of our neck, uh, naturally we do everything we can right, to not go there. So you're, you're stretching or you're doing yoga or you're exercising or you're sitting at your desk and you do everything you can to not go there because it hurts. So we, we build our life around um, these these trigger points in these places that really need to be worked on, right? They want attention. But we, we are very creative and we figure out how not to do that. That's why, in my opinion, it's just very, um, very important to take the time to realize, and that's why I talk about it, to help you to realize that there are things going on in our body, these, these tension this tension, these spots, and call it whatever you want, yoga, body work, do it all. Do as much as you can. And I know you'll feel better for it. I know you'll be happier. You'll be able to think more clearly. Um, you'll have less toxic things or less, um, you know, detoxing that we call flu, cold and flu, cold and flu, right? Oh, this fits right in. This is from Anne. Um, thanks for your show. I'm I'm going through what feels like sciatica down my right leg. Wow. Boy, I've done that one, baby. I've been in pain for the last three months. Hmm. I drink distilled water, poop a few times a day, organic unpressed foods, I can't eat pigtails, which was suggested by Dr. Daniels, but I can't eat oxtail. Do you think the chicken, I could do the chicken feed. I don't want to lose any more weight. I was wondering whether we have suggestions on how to get rid of the sciatica. When I experienced that hand, or Hannah, I went through chiropractor idea, you know, looking at the disc, because that's what they they say right away, that there's a nerve impingement at the disc. And uh, I went through some things where they put you on a rack and stretch your, I hung upside down, got one of those things hung upside down. None of that worked. And what worked for me was I finally, I found a, found a deep tissue 
body massage guy who's very strong. Just And we dug in and through about 10 sessions, this is how I got rid of it, 10 sessions, it finally released it and he said that it was simply these muscles that we're talking about sitting too much or, you know, the way we move, they they clamp down the psoas and the and the the glutes and in the in the uh, hamstrings, um, the quad quadriceps, that they squeeze on these these muscles or these nerves, which causes the pain, and that he said this is what causes the disc to go cattywampus, not the other way around. And I think he's correct, and I've mentioned this before, is because I've known people that have gone and done the disc thing, right? They've gone and done the surgery. They get relief for some reason because it must disconnect from the spine and the the nerve thing, but then it comes back because they haven't got to the root cause, which is, in my opinion, I may be wrong, but in the muscle, in the muscle. So that's where I would go, and I would start stretching, finding a deep tissue person, um, stretching, stretching, and try to work it out. That's the best thing I can offer. I've heard you talk about grass-fed, grass-finished as being lean. Um, huh. Here's a fellow who is a a rancher. Oh, that's cool. I raise grass-fed, finished cattle. They are just as fatty as a very nice-looking animal of the grain-finished persuasion. Wild animals, deer, moose, elk, all get very fat on grass. So do domestic cattle if they are not starved by the rancher. The problem is that most ranchers buy into the wrong thinking that there's a difference between dairy or the different forages that they use. Beef ranchers tend to feed cheap hay forage that is low on protein and even very much lower on fats Yes, fats, very healthy grasses, and forage have 2% as high, so they got a lot of the different fats. Very interesting. Yeah, we uh, we get our um, meat from Slankers. My nose is from Slankers. It's in our store, grass-fed beef. Uh, they have all different kinds of things. Slankers, one radio network, and you can get these ribeyes that have a lot of fat in there. We love fat. Fat is the best.
Let's quickly look at the headlines, see if there's anything worth commenting on. I'm getting like really hungry, so I need to eat something. I haven't eaten since what? About five o'clock last night. Let's see if there's anything just worth shooting out there before we... We'll be back tomorrow with Fred Jaszewski, The Real World of Money, and then Mark and Samantha Bailey out of New Zealand. And there is no virus, never been a virus, and they're into some really great research on this whole subject. And we're going to get into the idea of this um, lab leak thing that's coming out that everybody and their brother is going to be jumping on. They're going to blame this on the Chinese because as Tom Luongo said, they want to go to war with China. Man, I don't think we want to do that, do we? What are these people thinking? Here's a headline. The Biden administration proposes to block half of current gas range models. An efficiency proposal by the Department of Energy would block half of the current gas cooking appliances from the U.S. market. What are these people doing? The DOE proposes a maximum annual gas consumption of 1,204,000 British thermal units, also known for all gas cooking tops. That is true. Only half of those appliances that are currently on the market would be able to meet the new standard. These people are lunatics. Gas is the very best thing to cook with. It's the most inexpensive. And they just want to do everything they can to make our life miserable. The Kremlin says West pumping weapons into Ukraine could bring apocalypse. Uh, you might want to listen to Tom Luongo, who is on this morning. He'll give you his opinion on this whole Russian thing. Rand Paul calls for declassification of the COVID lab leak documents. So my opinion they, I don't think these politicians have any idea about the germ theory. I think they all have bought into it. Uh, Rand Paul is a doctor. He went to medical school. How could he not be a germ theory guy? Come on. You get out of medical school and you are a germ theory guy, so he's going to be part of the problem as they want to blame China on the lab leak that never happened no evidence, no nothing. There's no lab leak. There wasn't. You can't you can't leak something out of a lab and have people catch it and share it. It's just all made up. But they want a war, and they want to blame this uh, COVID thing on something because it wasn't anything. So they're going to figure out something to blame it on, and it's going to be China. And it all started with China. It all started with uh, Donald Trump and the China virus, right? 
Okay, well, that's enough from me. I will see you tomorrow. Uh, Fred Jaszewski, The Real World of Money. I'm going to have me a buffalo burger. We get free-range buffalo burger. I might put some cheese on that burger, too. Mmm. Okay, kids, thank you for your support. Let me know if we can help with anything. Don't forget, Colostrum on sale, a promo code OPTIMIZE, 20%. It's a great product. Check it out. See you tomorrow with Fred Jaszewski, The Real World of Money, and then The Baileys. I love you all very much. Thank you for being here. Thanks to Tom Luongo for being here this morning. Uh, please pass on these links on BitChute and audio to everybody that you care about. And again, I do appreciate your support. May the blessings be. I got all choked up there. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.